You want your five star matches? You want your thirty minute classics? Not me. Big meaty man slapping me. Good ladies and gentlemen, this is the Slapping Meat Wrestling Podcast. My name is Randall Beatley. I am your host for today's episode. Thank you for tuning in. Um, Go ahead. We're going to go ahead and start this out. Like, share, subscribe um, to all of it. If you go to my TikTok page at We2Deep413, that's W E T O O. D-E-E-P-413. The link in the bio will take you to all of my links. On there, you'll find we have merchandise. The Slapping Meat Wrestling Podcast official merchandise is up. Um, please go in if, if you want to support. I'm not asking you to... Um, to donate or, or to buy anything. I'm not asking you to buy. I'm not asking you to, um, you know, do any of that. Um, but we do have merchandise. Um, with that being said, let's get into today's episode. Um, so I want to start this episode off. Sorry. I was, uh, Completely zoned out there for a second. I want to start this episode off um, with sort of an update from last episode. The, the The problem with doing a weekly episode, doing just a one episode a week kind of setup, is that I don't, you know, a lot of times as news is, is passing and happening, a lot of y'all already know about it. So it's this basically is just me sort of, giving my opinion, and that's exactly what today is going to be. We're, we're, I, I want to update from the last episode, give my opinions on that, what I think should happen, um, and then we'll we'll move from there. I want to talk about um, a few other things that we'll get to, but let's go ahead and dive into that first topic, an update from the last episode. So in the last episode, it was my sort of like first reaction, like, like literally when I recorded that episode, let me, let me, uh, sort of give a timeline of events. So Tuesday, last Tuesday, the, what would that be? The 10th. Um, so I'm in a online NASCAR heat. I'm a big NASCAR fan. You learned something new about me. Um, but online NASCAR heat five, the video game. Uh, league, online league. Basically, you know, we, we play online, we race, we keep points. We have champions. I'm not, you know, I'm not good. I'm not a, at an elite status yet, but I am in a league. So I was I was doing my race. We race at 9 o'clock Eastern Standard Time. 
we get done, races take typically an hour, hour and a half, depending on how long the race is. Um, and if, if you know, wrecks happen, a lot of times they don't. So a lot of times we're finishing 9.45, 10 p.m. And um, as that's over, I'll go and, like, get something, like, for dessert or something uh, to sort of calm down and... and, and because um, I'm a competitive person, so while I'm racing, like, I'm amped up the whole race, right? And so I'm trying to just calm down, get ready for bed, and a lot of times that's when I'll watch NXT. I'm sitting there, I'm watching NXT, scrolling through TikTok, scrolling through Twitter, seeing what I missed in the world for the hour that I wasn't hooked into technology, and I see all of this, you know, reaction of WWE just sold to Saudi, right? And so I'm sitting here, I'm watching live streams. I'm, I turned off NXT. I was like, wait a minute, this saga means more than NXT right now because I don't even know if what I'm watching on NXT is going to be the same next week. So we paused NXT, right? And so I'm sitting here, I'm watching live stream after live stream uh, on TikTok of, of people just instant reacting to this news. I'm watching TikToks of people reacting. I'm on Twitter watching people's reactions. And everyone's just sort of saying the same thing, which is a problem in Wrestle Talk or in, in the IWC is everyone just sort of thinks the same way. And and the, the common argument being made or the common thing being said was if WWE did sell to the Saudis, I'm never watching again. And people were sort of white knighting everything. Um, and, and I call them white knights because they, I don't think they realize that the Saudi, uh, um, what's it called? The PIF, the public investment fund, they have stake in Uber. How many of y'all use Uber that have said that I will never watch WWE if the PIF buys it? Well, they have stake in Uber. They have stake in Disney or, uh, they have a uh, stake in Nintendo, and if you play Call of Duty, Activision Blizzard, the, the who helps make the game. If you play WWE 2K, if you play NBA 2K, uh, Take-Two Interactive is, is someone that helps make those 2K video games. Same with uh, GTA and uh, Mafia. If you play those games, guess what? Your money went to Saudi, because the PIF owns into those companies. They own some... Right, and we'll break this down a little in a little bit um, on my thoughts on the public investment fund. But I was just seeing overreaction. What I I can now state as overreaction, right? Um, and everyone just like I was up till twelve in the morning, like midnight, one a.m. in the morning, just sitting there like I can't sleep, right? Because I'm I'm not like okay, I got to go to bed. But now I'm more amped up. I'm hearing all these people's reactions. I'm like, I this is going to be the podcast. So I'm laying in bed and literally 2, 3 in the morning, literally can't fall asleep. So I'm like, you know what's stopping me from falling asleep? I have to give my opinion. I literally filmed or, or recorded that episode at like 2.30 in the morning because I had to let out my reaction to it. Right? I couldn't let it just sit with me. And I overreacted. I, I listened back to that episode, to my reaction. I overreacted um, to, 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 the, to this idea of the Saudis buying WWE. I can thoroughly say, one, 
because the sale didn't go through. And two, that even if the sale did go through, it would still have been an overreaction because I do not think much would have changed as term of the on-screen product had the PIF bought WWE. That's just my personal opinion, and I'm, we're actually going to go into this. So what I'm going to do, that's the, sort of the update. The sale didn't go through. Officially, we could say this is an overreaction. So I got one more point on this that I'll say in a minute, and then um, what I'm going to do is we're going to go through the remaining potential buyers of WWE, my thoughts on these potential buyers. Do I think it's likely that they buy? Um, and uh, who do I think ultimately buys WWE, right? But before we get to that, um, at what point do uh, the dirt sheets and the wrestling journalists, if we want to call them that, um, understand that the more they look stupid like they did last week, the more people are going to trust, or excuse me, the less that people are going to trust them, right? They're like, like they completely got worked. The fans got worked. The journalists got worked. The dirt sheets got worked. Everyone got worked in this situation. And at what point do we stop trusting guys like Meltzer and Sean Ross Sapp? And, and which were sort of the, the more, um, Sean Ross Sapp, I got, I got to give him his credit. He at least tried to confirm it before he officially made an announcement. Um, but a lot of these guys push out stuff for you to subscribe, right? And all of them are definitely in it for the money, right? And you guys just feed them money, right? Join, join this Fightful Patreon. That way you can get the inside scoop, which may or may not be correct, right? Or whatever. Like, I'm not hating on any of them. It's a hustle. But at what point do we stop listening to the dirt sheets? Because if I'm Vince McMahon, or if I'm the head of creative of any of these companies, I'm feeding the dirt sheets wrong information. Why would I tell you what's going on in my company? Right? I'm not going to give you the spoilers. I'm not going to give you the booking. Right? That'd be stupid. Anyway. So let's go through these buyers. Um, so let's start with the PIF. I still think they're... Um, likely to consider buying. I think what happened was Vince wanted Vince got two things out of the way by seeing the reaction last week. One, what would the reaction be if the PIF did buy? And two, um he he saw how gullible the IWC is. So he got the reaction but I also think what he tried to do is is play the market a little bit. If he said PIF is going to buy for seven billion, eight billion, which was the number I was I saw on Twitter and and heard on TikTok a lot, that if the PIF was going to pay billion seven billion dollars, that could cause someone like it, a Comcast or a Disney or a um, someone like that to over panic buy. And to pay a lot more for WWE than um, they were initially going to offer, right? And I think that's what the goal was with um, with Vince and what his uh, initial plan was with 
allowing that to be that, that to me sounds like a complete play of the system that Vince McMahon allowed to happen. So let's talk about the PIF because I still think that they are suitable um, people at buying um, uh, the WWE. Let's talk about them. First off, what is attractive to me is the money. So let's talk about what's the advantages of being... Because everyone talked about the negatives. Oh, it's owned by Saudi and they're this and they're this and they're human rights violated. I understand all that. Right? But like I said, they own Disney. 5%. They have stake in Nintendo. They have stake in BP Gas. You ever fill up at a BP Gas station? You're, you're paying the PIF. Right? What the PIF does, and I don't think a lot of people researched, because the headline was Saudi Arabia is buying... But it, it's, the, it's the public investment fund. That is, and what it does is the PIF essentially invests money into companies that will in turn make them more money. right? And, so, and, and what we've seen historically from the PIF is they remain sort of hands-off in how it runs. Um, um, sorry, I'm trying to... I don't want to say the wrong thing, right? They remain they remain hands-off, right? They've bought Newcastle. They've poured in a shit ton of money into Newcastle. They, uh, like I said, all these other companies that they sort of have small minority stakes of, they've remained completely hands-off in how the company is run. I'm convinced that the only benefit that Vince would want for the PIF would be, hey, we're going to take this private Saudi's going to remain remain hands off for the most part. They're just in it for the money, and I get to you know with it being private, I can be in charge of the whole company. I think that's what we would have got was just a company run by Vince McMahon, owned by the public investment fund, where Vince could basically continue to do what he's been doing. Um, and I think that is what is favorable. I think. Um, if you're a WWE fan, regardless of how you feel about Saudi Arabia, first off, a lot of people were talking about Saudi Arabia as a whole group. Please understand that in and of itself is wrong. Not all Saudi Arabians are, you know, in in favor of the human rights violations that the government enacts. Right, and so to to say, well, Saudi is this or Saudi is that. No, no, this is why I like to make distinctions. The Saudi government is who I'm is who I'm critiquing, not the Saudi people. It's it's really um it's really important to to make that distinction, right? But even still, the Saudi government all they care about is money, right? But also think about the amount of money. Like, they just paid Cristiano Ronaldo a shit ton of money to come play on a shit-ass team that's probably going to lose the majority of their games, but they have Cristiano Ronaldo. And even within that deal, right, a typical Saudi person would not be able to sleep with his girlfriend, live in the same apartment or house as his girlfriend until they get married. That is Saudi tradition that the only people who get to live together are married people. But they're breaking that rule for Cristiano Ronaldo because he's Cristiano Ronaldo, right? Um, 
I mean, this is the same Saudi government that just on a whim, because the Saudi Arabian soccer team won a game against Argentina in in the World Cup, every single player just got bought a Rolls Royce, right? That is the type of we don't give a fuck money that we're talking about here. They could literally, this is, this is the most dangerous to the rest of the rest. If you're a wrestling fan, you don't want this to go through. If you're just a pure WWE fan, you probably won't care. You won't notice any differences in the product. But you know what happens? This is a danger to the wrestling industry because they got the type of fuck you money where, where they'll buy New Japan and they'll buy Ring of Honor and they'll buy all these indie scene companies, right? GCW, they'll come up and say, hey, here's here's $20 million. Give me your company. Shut the fuck up, right? That's the type of money that we're dealing with. They'll buy the competition and then they'll buy all of the of the wrestlers. Right? If this is the money deal MJF is looking for, you don't want Saudi to buy it. You know why? Cuz MJF's leaving AEW cuz he'll get a shit ton more money from Saudi than he would from Tony Khan. Right? This is we don't give a fuck money. Right? So, I mean, they've poured so much money into Newcastle that Newcastle went from bottom of the, the standings. Um, And I'm not a soccer fan, so I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about here. But all and reg, what's it called? Regulation or, or something like that. Where, you know, you you finish at the bottom so many times or, or you finish below a certain point, you get moved down to a different league to a, a less. Right. Newcastle was there. When they got bought, and Saudi poured money into Newcastle and bought some players, and now they're in the—they're not the best, but they're you know arguably top five team in the league. And again, I'm not a soccer fan, so I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. But but you see, I'm just trying to give examples of this is the type of money that AEW would have to be going against, and New Japan would have to be going against, and all of these other companies who who like they. They're gone if if this happens, right? This is the this is the end of the wrestling industry outside of WWE if this deal happens, right? Um, so let's talk about the other buyers. I think Comcast, NBC, which is Comcast, is essentially NBC. Um, they have, you know, the relationship Vince has had with. NBC and all of that through the XFL, the first run through, and, you know, they've stayed on an NBC network for a long, long time. I kind of expect NBC to, and Comcast to get the deal. Now, the problem with Comcast, I mean, if you're a hockey fan, the Philadelphia Flyers are, are an example of this because Comcast owns them. They don't care necessarily about the, play, the 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 athletes, the the entertainers. They just care about the money you bring in, um, and they don't necessarily care about winning. They don't necessarily care about anything. Just bring me the money, right? And fire fans can attest to this. That typically means the product is going to suck. Um, I'm also not a big fan of them going in and sort of editing because the whole idea of Comcast and, and 
NBC getting this is to keep Peacock, keep WWE on Peacock, and 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 basically use that as a reason for people to stay on Peacock. My issue is they've already started doing this where they've gone in and edited and removed and and censored some of what made the Attitude Era the greatest, and I'm not a big fan of that because. <sighs> You can't fix the past, right, to fit in a current world setup. I'm 100% certain the Attitude Era can't fly today. But it happened, and we shouldn't change the fact that it happened. Um, Now, the other buyer that I think has it, this is the only other one that I think has an opportunity and probably is my favorite, and that's Disney. Um... I'm, I'm, this is probably the one that I want to happen the most because if if Disney does a lot of fanfare, and what I mean by that is they may not do Star Wars correctly, right? But they've given us a lot of Star... If you're a Star Wars fan like I am. Now, I'm not a super nerd cosplayer fan. Like, I'm a casual fan at literally everything that I do. I watch the show and I move on, right? Um, But if you like Star Wars like I do... Disney has given us a lot of Star Wars, from Mandalorian to all the background stories, all of the standalone series, everything on Disney Plus, the movies. They've given us a shit ton of material and content, and and it may not all be the best, and and there may be flaws in some of it, but at, like they they've at least tried to make it their own, and and give content to the fans that the fans are going to like. Or, right, and when they do Star Wars right, they do it right. Um, Same thing with Marvel. Like, Marvel was on the brink of, like, disaster and Disney bought them. And, like, they gave us a shit ton of Marvel, right? And made it into one of the biggest movie franchise universes. Um, And I think they do the same for WWE. But, I, but, but here's the prospect for WWE fans that makes Disney super interesting to me. Not only, you know, of course everything would be moved to Disney+, Plus, right? And I, the only issue that I'll have is where does Roll and SmackDown go? Um, I can't imagine it because I don't know what TV channels that Disney owns. I think they own FXX or FX. Um, so like maybe we can get it on that. Um, let me, let me, let me do a quick search real quick. What TV channels does Disney own? Let's see. Uh, let's see. Disney Media Networks. Oh, dosh, duh. They fucking own... They own ABC. So, um... You'd have ABC, you'd have FX, FXX, Hulu, um, Disney, of course, uh, A&E, and all of them. Vice, that would be interesting. 
Um. Yeah. Now I'm all for this even more now because you could, you know, Vice could do all the documentaries. Uh, you could put Raw and SmackDown on ABC, the local channel, ABC channel, or on FX. Um, Like they own Lifetime, so a lot of the females can maybe transition in. But but, but before I do this, like the males and the females can sort of transition. If Disney owned it, imagine like Roman Reigns getting thrown into a a Marvel movie, going six months over there, and then being coming back to WWE, right? It 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 makes for good transition, um, in that way. But you can also put like one of some of the women in these Lifetime movies, these the the love story type things, um, and, and use them that way, or create a kids show and market like a kids cartoon for WWE and have. Characters go out and voice, do voice acting, all of that, right? Um, That would be really fun, actually. But not only are you going to have that, but you have the ability to do theme parks. And Disney is very good, and they got the real estate. You know, you can have, like, like they can have a a standalone theme park, WWE. uh, You could literally call it, like, the WWE Universe, right, as the theme park name. And have like an actual Hall of Fame built that fans could go to in these Disney parks. Um, have excuse me, have an actual good Lord have mercy, have an actual Hall of Fame built, um, and you know you could have these things right, and 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 that's why I'm more excited. For Disney over any of the others, but and that's exactly who I think it goes to. To be honest, is um, is Disney. That that's my guess is, is Disney's going to be the one that gets it. Um, even though I think the PIF will offer more money, I think the response Vince wouldn't want to deal with that. I know Vince, um, and Vince wouldn't want to deal with that response. Um, as much as it seems like Vince doesn't care about. You know, the crowd reaction. I mean, that was a serious reaction. Like, you literally, even to this day at times, you can't go on any of their social media posts without them, without seeing a page like, you better not sell to the Saudis, or how could you sell to the Saudis, blah, 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 right? Um, So I think it does go to Disney. That one would make the most sense to me. Let's move on. Uh... So the next topic that I want to talk about is inspired by a video I saw on TikTok talking about, you know, Jade Cargill. And I typically don't talk about AEW's booking. This isn't really a booking decision, though. Um, What we're going to talk about is the idea of secondary titles or these sort of what the IWC calls mid-card titles and why I don't like the term mid-card. Or I don't like them being considered a mid... I wish we could get away with the idea of there being a mid-card and just saying, like, these titles are secondary titles. And what I wish industry-wide, not just WWE, not just AEW, but, like, the whole industry-wide had the idea of 
if you had a secondary title, for instance, Jade Cargill having the TBS championship, that at some point, like, Jade should be able to go to Jamie Hayter or whoever the AEW champion is at the time she decides to do it and says, you know what, I'm cashing in this secondary title for an opportunity for your title. I win, I win your title, I lose, I'm not a champion because I forfeited my right to be secondary title, right? So imagine Gunther saying, you know what, I'm tired of being against these guys in the IC picture, I'm going to challenge Roman Reigns. Or Austin Theory saying, I'm going to challenge Roman Reigns, right, for this championship, right? And they're vacating the title, which one, allows for creation of of, of uh, new storylines for that secondary title, but it also thrusts guys like Gunther and Austin Theory and people like Jade into the WWE world title picture. Because I don't think Jade is mid-card. Jade is the only woman on AEW that I think is a big superstar. Maybe Britt Baker, but other than those two, those are the only two. And my problem with Jade, and this is sort of where this came from, and I commented on this video saying my problem with Jade is that she spent, you know, this entire title run facing people we know she was going to beat, facing the sort of lower tier talent, and she hasn't made her way at all into the main event picture. Like Jade should have a match against Tony Storm, right? What's more important, building a superstar or or the streak. Because what I feel with is Tony Khan's doing everything he can to protect how many days she's been undefeated for. And that's not even like that important, right? We understand at this point that Jade is something you want us to take serious. But I don't take her serious because she's beating Athena and Ruby and Willow. And she's not beating the people you're telling me are the big deal in the division. She's not facing Jamie Hayter. She's not facing Britt Baker. She's not facing Soraya. She's not facing Tony Storm. Um, and she is theoretically, in my, like in my opinion, theoretically, she is better than them. And she just like, there is nothing stopping her from at least mentioning, Hey, I want to fight them. It makes no sense to me. It makes no sense to me why she can't interact with the four or five people in the main card women's division picture when we all know that like she deserves that spot. And so if you want to make Jade seem legit to me, have her beat Tony Storm, who's really not in this title picture at the moment. Right? She's in it, but she's not. Right, have her beat Tony Storm. It's not going to hurt Tony Storm. Right, have her wrestle Soraya and hold her own, and maybe have the match end in DQ where no one technically loses. But get her over to a hey, we can see that she's something serious. She can go and hold her own against the legit of the legit in the division, whom you're telling me are are the best. But instead, you're just going to have her continually fight the same people that are known on Dark. Right? So, I don't know. I just, I wish that the same for, like, Austin Theory. If Austin Theory wants to 
cash in. Like this, first off, this would have been made perfect sense as to why he cashed in the money in the bank on the United States Championship. Seth Rollins in a in a bad prediction or predicament. He could then cash in the money in the bank on Seth Rollins. Understanding if I beat Seth Rollins, I now have the mid card title, which still guarantees me a, a chance if I want to to go after the 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 big guy, go after Roman Reigns. But if I don't, at least I have a championship, right? This would this would make money in the bank make a lot more sense because. Because if I if I win Money in the Bank, right? Let's say I'm Drew McIntyre and I win Money in the Bank. Why would I go after the main guy right then when I could cash in and become Intercontinental Champion? Right, cash in, get that title, and then still cash in that mid card or secondary title whenever I want to. Right. And and to me, that makes all the sense in the world. At least in my head, it does. Let, let me know what you guys think. But I just think that these these secondary titles, right, are, are ways that, like, at some point when you're holding the secondary title, you become too big for the secondary sort of mid-card division. And you got to throw your way into... Like, I've always felt that the mid-card was a way to build new stars, and then thrust them in to the main event picture. And we're not doing that with Jade, at least from what I'm seeing. And again, I don't watch AEW a lot, so I don't try to critique it that much because I don't watch it. But from what I've seen and what's continuing to happen, it just doesn't look like they want Jade to be in that main event picture, and that's that, that would be fr- that's, it's frustrating me, and if I was her, it would frustrate me. All right, that's that. The last thing I want to go over for this episode is sort of a a review of Raw and why I was not currently, like, we're not going to go all the way through it, but I don't know. I don't know if it's me. I don't know if it's, if I'm the only one who feels this way or what's going on, but I'm just not interested in Raw, and I'm really not interested in anything on SmackDown either outside of the bloodline, and that's coming towards an end, and I just, I don't feel like they're doing enough to build stories, I, I and I felt this way for with WWE for the longest time, and then we started getting this bloodline thing, and I was like, okay, maybe they understand how to tell the story now. But apparently they don't, right? Like, because we, we get so much, like, ma- so many matches that just don't have a story or don't build anything. Like, so there, there's a way you tell a story, right? You introduce the characters. It's what's called the exposition. You introduce the characters, the surroundings, what they're fighting for, the motive, right? Basically, it's the characters and their motive. It's called the exposition. This is the only thing I took from middle school and high school English. Every any other grammar rule I don't remember. All the reading and books that I read, don't remember. The only thing I took away from high school and middle school English is sort of how a story is formed. So, you start with the exposition and that's literally introduce your characters, introduce their motives, introduce basically what we're seeing here, right? Who who are these people? 
what do they want to do? What are they fighting for? Um, for for example, WWE's doing a good job with Cody Rhodes. His exposition was, I'm here to win the title, right? I'm here to do it for my dad, right? The, the, when he first got there last year at WrestleMania, that first promo he gave, beautiful exposition. So it shows that we can at least understand what we're doing here. Um, now, unfortunately, he got hurt before we could really get much of the next step, which is rising action. Now, the rising action of a story are plot points that can that that take us from the introduction of the character to what is known as the climax, which we'll get to in a minute. But there, right? These are the the week to week episodes of. And you have to have different things that tell us, like, the plot points, right? You have to have different things. So, you know, in a typical feud, you have, what, two, three matches? Right? A lot of times, WWE does a three-match thing. So, like, the first match will lead to the second match, which will lead to a third match, which leads to the re- resolution of the story, um, which is fine. It doesn't necessarily just have to be trios. It literally could just be a one-match thing, which I would prefer. I would actually prefer if WWE went to four events a year, four premium live events a year, um, Rumble, Mania, SummerSlam, Survivor Series. That's all you need. And have three months in between each pay-per-view, premier live event, whatever you want to call it, and build stories from event to event. Where, let's just say, we're building Seth Rollins versus Roman Reigns. They don't touch in a match until the actual match. But everything in between from when we introduce the feud to when the feud ends at the actual match, everything in between that sort of causes the tension and we get the the build-up of the story to the climax... That is the rising action. And I feel that WWE fails at doing this. They fail at giving us a reason. First off, they often fail at exposition and giving me motive and reason for why people do what they do. Oftentimes, the exposition is, Hi, my name's Candice LeRae. I'm here to fight whoever gets in my way type thing. And they really don't give me any notice or any motive for what they're doing. Right? They're just there. I don't have motivation. I don't know why why they're here or who they are most of the time. And there's really no character development, which all of this happens in the rising action. You develop your character, and then you get to the climax. This is the big event. If you ever watch an action movie, right, the, the climax is the main action scene, right? This, this is the WrestleMania match, right? And you have all the tension built. You have the match. The match is over, right? And then everything, you, you maybe take a month or two with fallout or falling action, which in wrestling, because the story technically never ends, you have to have fallout, falling action, resolution of the story happen, and then immediately the next story begins with those characters. Um, and WWE doesn't do this. Telling a story is easy, right? You tell us who the characters are, what their motives are, what they're here to do. You, you get us to hate the good guy, excuse me, 
like the good guy, hate the bad guy. You have them meet in, in the climax, and then you have the falling action resolution of that story, and then you do it again. And WWE just doesn't do it. It's really, it's not, I mean, I'm sure it's not simple. I've never booked a show. But WWE's not doing a good job telling stories, which is what they're in the business for. Which is why I think if Disney were to buy it, and they were to put actual storytellers in the writing room, I think we might get better product. I'm be honest with you. I think we might get, and everyone jokes, oh, we're going to have Mickey Mouse and, and Goofy. No, I think they're going to have Roman Reigns be a big star that they could promote and have Roman Reigns be a character that they could throw into other movies, right? If they own the IP of Roman Reigns as a character, what if Roman Reigns pops up in Marvel? Like, as a character, the guy Roman Reigns, right? That would be fucking insane. I'm just saying. So... I don't really have much more to say um, for this episode. Thank you all for listening. Hope you have a great rest of your day, and I will see you next week. Um, just some housekeeping real quick. I'm contemplating going daily. Um, and when I say contemplating, I'm, I'm still leaning strongly against just because of how much time it would take, and I just don't have all that time right now. But if my schedule opens up to where I can go daily, I'm going to try to do that. Um, again, go to the link in my bio of my TikTok, We2Deep413WETOODEEP413. Go to the Linktree link in the bio. Cl- click on the link to the merch. If you are willing and able to, to buy and want to support us, I'm majorly thankful for that. Um, and uh, with that being said, Y'all have a great rest of your week, and I will see you next week on the Slapping Meat Wrestling Podcast.